everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. I am really excited today. This is like the Christmas day of movie fans because, well, yesterday we got the exciting uh, announcements from the Oscars and uh, we have the Oscar nominations. And uh, so I am here to talk about them. And of course, I had to bring my friend Conrado on to go over all of these with me and i'm film critic rachel wagner and conrado thanks so much for coming on and talking about the oscars thank you rachel i am very happy to be coming to you live from the holy ground that are the famous new york city steps where joaquin phoenix as the joker did that incredible dance I am right there right now as we record. I am surrounded by millions of fans. We're all here dancing in our red suits, um, just celebrating that the Joker, one of the you know most underrated characters of all time, who nobody remembers and nobody really thinks about, has finally gotten his due with 11 Oscar nominations. It's a, it's a day to rejoice uh, here in the Bronx. Yeah. It, it's, it's going to be a, a, yearly, a yearly ritual, I think, for you. Maybe even more than that. <laughs> Absolutely. Every single day. We're not going to stop dancing in these stairs until Joaquin wins the Oscar. <laughs> It's it's gonna be exciting. That's great. I mean, I'm personally furious that that Cats was 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 completely snubbed. Well, and, you know, you know, sometimes a movie is just ahead of its time. You know yeah, what I mean? 2001: so. Space Odyssey didn't get it. <laughs> Citizen Kane didn't get it. You know, Cats is just in the in that league of like <laughs> movies that totally transformed the cinematic experience. Yeah. So, you know, we can't ask too much of the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> Those old old white men, they, they, yeah, they just have no so vision. <laughs> wow. Yes. So they had the Oscar nominations and we're going to go uh, over each of the categories, each of the best picture nominations, nominees. Uh, and, uh, but I guess if you had to pick one of your biggest overall surprises, uh, what was, what would that be? Um, well, I, I think some of the surprises and, and frustrations we can say for individual categories, I think the mm -hmm. thing that surprised me the most in a positive way was the, I thought, a great show-in for Parasite and for, yeah. um, you know, the first South Korean movie to be nominated for, for foreign language film to begin with and also for Best Picture, which is really unprecedented and really exciting. Uh, Bong Joon-ho nominated for director. It even got editing and art, uh, production design, which I think means that it has a real shot at taking the big win at the end of the day. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I I just, I love that movie. And I, <laughs> I said on Twitter that in a way I feel almost a little a little nervous because you know we live in this horrible backlash culture where nothing can be like loved that much you know and so i'm just waiting for for that to happen with uh with parasite you know like waiting for pe mm -hmm. for the uh it's not that good you know kind of like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sort of it's so far it's it's yeah. kind of I, I, the, the only thing i can compare it to is i feel like it kind of happened with Spider-Verse, mm. I, I really didn't see a ton of backlash, even within the animation community, uh, that 
because uh, you have tons of people fighting about Andrew Garfield versus versus mm-hmm. Tobey Maguire versus what. But I've I, I saw very little backlash when it came to Spider into the Spider Verse being a good movie. I feel like everybody, almost yeah. everybody agrees. Totally. So maybe that's Parasite will will like ride that line because I don't know. I just there's certain things like um. I, I know I definitely felt it with Boyhood that when I went mm-hmm. and saw it, it was such a special experience to me. And I, I just, I personally just loved it. And it was something unique and different. And, and I kind of felt like this is not something that's for like everyday moviegoers. And so when it was kind of, I felt a little like, oh, it's the special thing you know it's being thrown to the masses and oh no and uh and uh and then all of a sudden it's the worst thing ever and hmm. i i just and, and well, certainly people felt that way about about la la land i don't know i just uh that that sort of backlash i hate it it's the worst well when you become the front runner you are just put up to a different kind of scrutiny yeah yeah which i think the, the fact that we have so many movies that are doing well with them you know the fact that joker 1917 um once upon a time in hollywood got so many nominations uh doesn't make parasite look like the overwhelming front runner right and i think like you said it's secret weapon seems to be the fact that people just really like it and and you know the backlash is just not there just because it's it's that much of a of a well-made movie of a crowd pleaser of a kind that people just they have to you know everyone kind of accepts that yeah that was a really fun movie and it was really well made yeah yeah it really just it really was it was just so it's just so entertaining so i don't know i it's it's, it's just special i like don't don't throw it to the wolves i don't know <laughs> but i don't know but anyway yeah i'm really really excited and it was so cool to see the, the clip of them watching the announcement cool. um the scene oh yeah, yeah that was you see that yeah, whereas it's uh, Song Kang Ho, the actor, and the Parasite team are watching the, yeah. the announcement nominations. Yeah, that was really great. And really great how he doesn't spill his coffee at I all know, in his celebration. Very, yeah, very, that's a performance that should yeah. be rewarded as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was really cool. And also, they, um, I saw the, uh, the, the people behind the Hair Love uh, short. I saw mm. the clip of them watching the announcement. And and uh, that really warmed my heart and it made yeah. me feel good and uh, so yeah it's that's pretty cool and i uh, so all right well let's dive into uh into these and i'll talk about some maybe my surprises as we go along great uh, and some of the controversy or, or whatever um okay so the first were so there were nine best picture nominees and mm-hmm why why did they even have why not use all 10 options i don't understand that um is that frustrating to you at all um i think i've gotten used to it by now um i think it's a little strange but it makes it like it adds a element of randomness that i feel like it's appropriate for a, a thing that is quite silly in of itself you know like award shows are very random they don't mean yeah anything and things like so i don't know i feel like it kind of fits with the whole thing yeah. uh yeah i guess i can see that i don't know it's just like if we can 
if we can celebrate 10 films why not Mm -hmm. you know there were certainly good movies um i heard someone i don't remember who it was so one of those people who like explained the the methods and the math of the nominations who was saying that it was practically mathematically impossible to get 10 even though it's Uh like supposed to be a possibility so i wouldn't expect us to get any year of actually 10 nominees as long as it's this method Mm. um yeah seems like the max is nine really i mean i think the chances are are there they're just so small they're less than one percent of getting 10 nominees i guess they have to get so many votes that it has to in order to qualify uh or a certain percentage of the votes or something like that but yeah anyway uh, uh so all right well uh the first one that we'll talk about is uh ford v ferrari uh, we're just gonna we're not gonna dive super deep into because we have very different opinions on a lot of these movies yeah, uh, and but we we're just gonna give more. our short views and 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 talk about it but you can read our various content or or listen uh, to our our various content that to learn more i guess but we'll talk a little bit about it um so anyway ford v ferrari is directed by james mangold and uh this uh covers a lot of ground that i like i like sports movies first of all i i I like stories about friendship uh and this is both of those things Uh, i think it's actually even more a story of friendship than it is a racing movie um and i thought that was done really well i really liked uh little things like the um relationship between christian bell's character and his son i really liked the relationship between him and his wife uh i i thought that uh it was just super crowd pleasing super fun i saw it in a theater that was probably a thousand degrees it was so hot and i still (laughs) had a really really good time and uh so it was it was a movie i i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. yeah uh i had i think a bit of the opposite experience it's it's probably one of my least favorite of the nominees um i just think it's old-fashioned in not a good way in my opinion the script i find very uh, cliched and full of predictable not very exciting stuff and my one of my biggest problems is christian bale's performance i really really disliked um find him very annoying so yeah not not a huge fan of ford v ferrari okay all right so then the irishman i actually saw this in the theater i was one of the the strong um and uh i didn't care for this film and maybe that was because i did see it in the theater i don't know but i just felt like so they set up the robert de niro character as this soldier for the mafia he treats the same way that he treated being a soldier and he just follows orders Mm -hmm. but the problem with that is i feel like it creates a pretty uninteresting character he he doesn't actually really he's not morally challenged as a character until the very end of the movie until the last this is a long movie the last 45 minutes 30 minutes of the movie Mm -hmm. is he has no sort of moral questioning or moral um uh about 
about anything that he's doing. And so that's not really, I don't think that's interesting to follow the soldier of the mafia until the very end when he finally starts to wonder about his legacy and his life and, and his daughter. And, and then it finally kind of gets interesting to me but i just feel like there's fundamental character problems in this movie and uh, and it's very self-indulgent in length and 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 scenes that was just like what is happening here nothing is happening why is this scene going on so long and so it, it it's not a movie that's made for me i get it i'm in the minority but it wasn't my favorite what did you think? Mm. Right. I feel similar to you, actually. Um, I think the last, like you say, the last 45 minutes are where the interesting stuff is. And it's really kind of a slog to get there in many ways. Um, uh, I, just don't, I just don't know if, I mean, there's some good acting in here. I like Pacino and I like Joe Pesci. And uh, I think at the end, there's some interesting stuff. But I don't think it's anything that... Uh, warrants the i don't know it just doesn't mm -hmm. feel like such new territory like it doesn't yeah. feel very exciting or very new not even for scorsese to be doing this and not just because it's a mob movie but you know he's bringing that whole like old man looking back and regretful at life kind of thing to it um i just don't find it particularly exciting my but wife so really hated it oh really <laughs> yeah i feel like i would she get off your wife <laughs> yeah she keeps talking about how much she hated this movie <laughs> well the, the 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 thing is like if you compare it to a movie like amadeus which is mm -hmm. also about an old man looking back at his life mm -hmm. like that movie it sets that up from the very beginning it's something about retrospective which i didn't yeah. feel like that was the case here yeah no, so. definitely not i think it, it yeah i think that ending wants to catch you by surprise a little bit or like wants to be a little bit unexpected in some ways yeah. but yeah it, yeah yeah and the um uh, if you think about it in comparison to the godfather in, in the godfather like you immediately have the moral dilemma of the character because with michael because you he says from the very beginning he is not his family and yet he is and so that's what makes the story interesting is mm. i mean i'm not like the biggest fan of the godfather in the world but i think it's way better than this because you just have an immediate interesting character dilemma for this character i don't know uh so but obviously uh we're in the big minority <laughs> the irishman which is cool so if you are listening and you love it let us know what your favorite parts of the irishman are um okay so then we have jojo rabbit and uh so jojo rabbit is a satire uh but it's a, it's about a a little boy in nazi germany who has been indoctrinated uh about uh, <laughs> uh nazism and this is at the end of the war and uh so he ends up having those views uh he comes to realize that that he has been taught incorrectly and he has uh a imaginary uh hitler that starts out the movie as this kind of ridiculous ridiculous version obviously of hitler and so through the course of the movie uh he is kind of he comes to realize what he's been taught is wrong and so i really thought that this was a really lovely film uh, i thought that it managed to get that balance of humor and humanity 
and I thought that Thomas McKenzie was so good as this girl who is who is being hidden in the walls that he comes to know starts to change his views and it's obviously not going to be for everybody because it is very um very edgy i guess <laughs> very risky um but i really i really liked it i thought it was really good so mm. i know you feel very differently so yeah um i think this is my least favorite of the nominees actually um and um not because it's too edgy but i think a little bit the opposite i feel like for me it's it has a lot of potential and it just doesn't really go there in the way that i want it to i don't i'm not gonna get too into it now if people want to know what mm -hmm. i think of it uh, they can go into my letterbox actually i wrote a little bit about it and what i find frustrating about the movie but yeah i feel like as a satire about indoctrination it doesn't really it takes a bit of the easy way out in my mm -hmm. opinion yeah i i uh, i can i mean it's one of those movies that's going to be divisive for sure uh so uh depending on you know how you kind of take it what they do so that there we go <laughs> um okay then we have joker which i just watched last night mm. uh, i know <laughs> finally watched it uh i had decided not to watch it unless it was nominated for best picture um because i just had had such a backlash uh, about and i'm uh, about shazam that i just mm -hmm. didn't want to do that again i was pretty sure i wouldn't like it uh, but I, yeah. just to be clear you didn't want to be subjected to the fact that if you didn't like the movie you were gonna get a million emails and yeah. messages and threads from people who are like the crazy dc people right exactly what should i say i'm going to continue that this year where i'm going to be very very particular about the superhero movies that i review uh mm. because it's just such a toxic environment that i i don't know i i just like if i'm not being paid uh, by a, an organization to review a film uh then i have yeah, to then think of my own mental health at a certain absolutely point. why subject yourself to that yeah yeah anyway so uh i i the, the problem that i had with this film is that the it's setting up this kind of this cautionary tale uh of this character arthur fleck that is is it's she's turned into a supervillain, and uh and this is what society does society you know it, it the way we treat people with mental health the way that we you know uh, all of these things but the problem mm -hmm. is is that there's no really any any counterbalance ever ever portrayed which i think that that makes his choices less interesting first of all and second of all it makes it uh just feel it makes it feel obvious that of course that's what he's going to do because he's never presented with any humanity that that this is the this is the option that i mean because that's what's true evil is when somebody is uh is is turns away from the light right i mean that's what mm. makes and 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 does horrible things despite you know beautiful children and and wonderful things in life and blessings and good people and you know like when you turn become evil 
despite all of that wonderfulness and in this case it's just like everything is terrible everything is evil everything hates him there's never i mean even his mother at a certain point is you know uh, uh, somebody manipulative of him like everyone and i think that that the, even children are beating him up you know it's like there's not a uh, there's not a a counter uh, there's not a, a different choice that he could have taken uh, that would would have been valid or even really sensible and so that's where i have a problem with it being a it being this kind of origin story because an origin mm -hmm. story presents some kind of choice whereas this is this is no choice so that's that's was my kind of takeaway take i didn't really care for it yeah uh yeah i think i agree with you uh for the most part um yeah, I think it's just, uh, I think it's an empty gesture. I feel like it's wanting to be provocative, but, it, but its provocations have no uh, point of, real point of view. I think it's, it's kind of empty, right? Like it's not uh -huh. a yeah. movie that, like, you know, if you look at it, like, it, I don't think it has anything interesting to say about mental health. I don't think it has anything interesting to say about uh, politics, like, you know, or like oppression or um, social justice or lack thereof or like the systems that oppress people or anything like that. Not even from a point of view that I disagree with. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I will say I find the one thing that I think is interesting about Joker is that it's the first movie or they might have done it in the comics. I don't know because I haven't read all Batman comics, but as far as I know, this is the first time that I've seen uh, people treat the fact that Bruce Wayne is a millionaire as a bit of a uh, complicated problem. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the way they portray the Thomas Wayne character as this kind of like really uh, selfish kind of politician and, uh, and what that would mean for Batman as a character was interesting to me. But of course, the movie doesn't really go that far into that. It's interested in other yeah. stuff. But yeah. that's the one thing that I thought was interesting. And I, and I hope that people do more with that because you know usually they just portray batman as like the very righteous millionaire and you know i don't know my opinion about millionaires right now is not that they're righteous <laughs> well they try to get into some of that in the dark knight rises with the whole uh there's some like mm -hmm. social political kind of dynamics that try to happen there yeah. but uh but you know yeah. it, but that also doesn't make sense debate. it's kind of incoherent but because i feel these big studio movies they can't really take a stance there because they're going to alienate half of the audience that is going to go see them. So they can't really be specific about some of this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so that's interesting. All right. Well, then we had Little Women and I was actually on two different podcasts on the Lampcast and then also on Hallmarkies podcast where I did rankings of Little Women adaptations. <laughs> so oh, I'll put a okay. link in the description if people want to listen to that. I, the one on Hallmarkies I did with, uh, with uh critic alonzo Duralde, and so that was really fun we ranked oh yeah yeah I love alonzo. great yeah he's he's been such a great mentor to me but uh we ranked the 1933 1949 1994 and then this mm -hmm. one and we also did our Dreamcast, which was really fun. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a fun episode. And I should listen to that. I yeah. didn't know you guys did that. Yeah, I'll put, I'll 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 send you the link. And um, yeah, so I love Little Women. It's one of my favorite. It was the first book that ever really uh 
impacted me. It was the first book I was ever really like proud of. Like, look, mom, I finished this big book. And so I love it. And we actually were kind of due because we had two not so great versions, uh, one for PBS and one for a, uh, one modern retelling that was terrible in 2018. Yeah. Um, so I was excited to get this new version. I, you know, normally I'm not a fan of nonlinear storytelling. Uh, and so I was really nervous about that, but I actually think it helped the story because, mm -hmm. uh, because you saw Amy with Lori from very early on, which helped with that because that's always felt a little bit like a little bit of sort of a, um, I don't know what the word is, but, uh, kind it's of a, a last minute, it's like, here, we'll put you with Lori. And it's not as satisfying as in this version. It's from the very beginning. You almost have it more invested in their relationship than even Lori and, and Joe. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciated that. It definitely made Lori and Joe, Lori and Amy's character way more like sensible and you kind of agreed with them mm -hmm. uh and could understand why why they did what they did um I have, I have a few little nitpicks as a hardcore fan of the book uh but overall i really enjoyed it i really actually really liked emma watson i'm normally kind of mixed on her but i oh. thought she was great uh as meg and i liked the whole message of just because my choices are different than yours doesn't mean they're not important mm -hmm. and uh and so I, I i really enjoyed this film yeah i i have no relationship to little women from before seeing this movie really i'd never read it or seen any of the adaptations but i loved this movie mm. um it's my favorite movie of the year i think and it's my favorite of the nominees and i think it's just so uh beautiful in so many ways and i really love um uh, that it um i don't know i just i just i just loved it and i think i really love the part towards the end when they're talking about uh joe's novel and they kind of like the sisters are going back and forth about like why write the novel right and like she says like well writing about our lives that's not really important and then the other one's like well but maybe writing about it is going to make it seem important mm -hmm. you know and I think that's kind of like the attitude that I love about this movie and about a lot of something that I really love in movies is to see these sort of like, like common daily lives be put in a big screen. That's what I love also about Support the Girls, which was my favorite last year. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really love about Little Women. And that's something that I feel uh, is one of my big frustrations with this year's nominations, even though Little Women is in the best picture and I'm really happy for that. I think that a lot of the movies that are being rewarded this year um, have that almost a bit of a superficial sheen of what is important, right? Like like older men and violence and mobsters and like uh, war and things like that, 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 you know, that we have come to accept as being important, but like there's other stuff that is important to our daily lives. Like I don't interact with mobsters on a daily basis or with war that much. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. I don't know. I think there's a, there's these interesting points of views that you can bring to this stuff. And little women also has to do with, with living through war in its own way, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I don't know. I really love it. Yeah. It's really a good film. I, I really enjoyed it as well. So, all right. Then we have marriage story and I really held off on watching this movie because I just felt like I was just not in the mood to watch, especially on the holidays to watch a movie about divorce. And, and 
I, I don't think it's necessarily like really my type of movie. Like I'm never going to watch this movie again, uh, but it's very well done um, and for what it is and very well acted. Um, and it definitely captures <laughs> that experience, I think, very well. I think I, I might've been a little more interested in the movie if if it had been people that like couldn't afford to have twenty five thousand uh, <laughs> dollar uh, whatever lawyers yeah. yeah yeah lawyers um uh like if they were really more struggling than these sort of hipster um types uh would might have been a little more interesting to me but nevertheless it was very well done it definitely captured a their, this experience and um so yeah it was good i just it's very depressing hmm. for me uh, I I also I like Mary's story a lot. Um, I I like Noah Baumbach as a director a lot. Um, I this is not my favorite of his movies, but I think it's really good, and I really think it has. I think maybe certain moments and certain scenes I really love, and the whole doesn't f- totally come together for me. But even though I still really like it, I think there's like some standout scenes that are really great, especially the scene where the sort of like the the inspector from child services comes to visit adam adam driver's apartment i think that scene is so good it's so funny and it's and it's so many feelings and things are going on at the same time you're feeling i don't know my experience watching it that was this is so funny but it's also like so heroin in its own way i don't know i really it was very stressful to watch like this yeah like ah it was very stressful but also i thought the the, i thought the woman who played the the agent she was so funny yeah she was good well also i do appreciate that the movie did not take sides like i mm-hmm. i i know i feel like it was pretty even-handed as far as who are we rooting for in this divorce like it really uh you yeah. felt for i i at least i didn't did you agree or no yeah I've, I've heard some people say that it takes more of adam driver's side and i think it's because most of the scarlett johansson stuff is in the beginning of the movie and that towards mm-hmm. the end it focuses more on adam driver i would say but I also think that a lot, it's, I don't know, I wonder how much of that reaction has to do with the way that we have been um, expected to watch movies for a long time. Like the man, man is usually the protagonist and the woman is a supporting role. And are we, are we putting the focus there? Is the movie putting the focus there? Also, what is, uh, I think a lot about the character's story is that Adam Driver's character has to learn that he has not been listening to Scarlett Johansson and he has not and that she has to do all these things because if she tries to talk with him he just will do whatever he wants and so the movie is kind of it's kind of hard to follow her sometimes because of that I don't know though but I feel like in uh in movies about marriage it's often the 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 female characters often seen as sort of the victim kind of character uh where is here uh she's definitely not the victim uh and uh and uh and it's because it's not like an abusive like it you know an abusive relationship you know that somebody's towering out of or something like that kind of a situation um but but yeah i felt like it was i can see what you mean about it hers being more at the beginning um Mm -hmm. so it can kind of and 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 it's just such a adam driver's having such a moment uh, that uh, mm. that uh, the, maybe that's part of it as well. That we're just kind of rooting for the guy because he's 
<laughs> I, I don't know. Um, okay. Oh, we got, got a, oh, still got three more. Okay. Uh, then we have 1917. So this is our World War One epic where we are down in the, uh, the, the trenches with these two soldiers going to deliver this message to the front line to prevent them from going into a battle. Um, I really thought this movie was amazing. I was like mentally drained after I saw it. I was uh, just, I don't know. I just thought it was an incredible experience. Uh, but uh, yeah, so what mm. do you think? Um, I'm a little mixed on it. I think some scenes really benefit from the whole one take uh, approach and cinematography uh, thing, racking up the tension, and then some other scenes really don't for me. And I have this thing that I'm trying to work through with 1917, in which I feel like it's a, a movie that kind of looks very beautiful and it's very technically accomplished, but I don't know if that goes with what, it, what its subject matter is, if, if that makes sense. Like, I wonder if it's a little too polished for me. It feel, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out because uh, I saw it, um, I think it was last week. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure what I think of it. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Fair enough. Okay, then uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So uh, this movie, I, I, I liked it well enough. I, I think that it had so many scenes of characters driving. Uh, that that was kind of became, became kind of a joke for me. Wait, but what about Ford v Ferrari? You love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all driving. Leisurely driving. <laughs> um, but it does have some great performances uh, and it's it's fun enough. I didn't love it, but eh. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's fine. I liked, it. I liked it quite a bit. I think it, it's interesting as a Quentin Tarantino I guess not a fan necessarily, but someone who's followed his career. Um, I think it goes into some interesting places. I think it feels like he's trying to uh, figure some stuff out that he hadn't before. It's becoming more introspective about his own life and his own career. And the movies, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and it, you know, it's got its own problems, but um, overall I enjoyed it also. Yeah. Uh, so it's only the second Tarantino movie that I've seen. I certainly liked it much better than Pulp Fiction, which I am an outlier on. I didn't enjoy. So, all right. Last film is Parasite. And we've already kind of talked about that quite a bit. So, uh, but I just loved it. I thought it was so entertaining, but also thoughtful, but not like, not message driven to the point of like, being obnoxious about it like it, it it allowed you to think for yourself like i i was not a fan of like the dead don't die this year where it's like the narrator's literally telling you over and over again <laughs> what he's trying to say that was very annoying to me whereas this is like it allows you to to think for yourself and uh it's funny it's 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 scary it's got the gore if you were into that it's it's just really fun this movie and it's so good i love it mm, totally totally it's it's it, this and little women are the two of the nominees that i absolutely love yeah and if i if you allow me to do a little plug for our other podcast that we host together the criterion yes. project we just did an episode on a movie called the housemaid which is a south korean movie from mm -hmm. the 1960s that is was a huge influence on uh, bong joon ho the director of parasite 
So um, if you're interested in knowing more about like, you know, the kind of things that influenced this brilliant movie, then go check that out at the Criterion Project. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked to quite a bit also about Parasite uh, in there as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'll put a link down for that in the description as well. So, all right. So I feel like in discussing those, we, we will have covered a lot of the other nominees. So uh, we'll just kind of go through these a little more quickly. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So for best actor, we have uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix in Joker, Jonathan Price in The Two Popes, and Antonio Banderas in Pain and Glory. Uh, mm-hmm. have, you, have you seen Pain and Glory? Yes, it's really good. It's an Almodovar movie, which you yeah. know I'm a fan of. And um, yeah, and Antonio Banderas is really great. He is my favorite of the nominees in this category. Oh, cool. Yeah, uh, so uh, I have not gotten to see it yet, uh, but I, I guess it just went on streaming. So uh, it's one of only two of these major, major nominees of acting, screenwriting. Uh, best picture that I have not seen. I haven't seen Richard Jewell mm-hmm. and I haven't seen this. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm real excited to see it because I do also yeah. like what I've seen of Almodovar's films. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, and then I just watched the two popes last night. I thought it was really good. I was, I, I, I thought it was a very uh, interesting portrayal of faith and how faith evolves and it's it's just it's not a stagnant thing that I believe this it 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 and that's something I really connected with because that's been my life experience is that uh you know I, I've I'm not the same believer that I was at you know 2023 20, uh it has changed and grown there are definitely parts that felt pretty fictionalized to me but mm. I definitely thought Jonathan Bryce did a great job so I I liked it a lot better actually than I expected yeah um yeah, we don't have to get too much into the two popes. I have complicated feelings about the two popes and the pope in general and the Catholic Church. I grew up in a very Catholic country in a mm. somewhat Catholic upbringing. I don't know about this movie. I don't want to get too into it. I would <laughs> say enough. Jonathan Price. I don't know. He seems like a little obsessed with playing famous Argentinian people, huh? Because he did uh, Perón in Evita, and now he's playing oh, the Argentinian yeah. pope. So I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> okay yeah (laughs) all right uh so best actress we have uh so oh i should probably say um and we mean we i should probably say who i think out of those choices uh, i guess i'd pick adam driver for Um, who who your favorite is who i who i prefer yeah my favorite who do you it seems like joaquin's gonna win right it seems like it yeah yeah. Um, so best actress we have cynthia Erivo for harriet scarlett johansson for marriage story Cersei ronan for little women charlie's throne for bombshell renee zellweger for judy uh mm-hmm. so uh yes this one i this is the one i disagree with the most strongly because i thought that judy was a very mediocre film i didn't enjoy it i thought that yes she looks like judy at the end of her life but i just like judy was a fighter and if you listen to those recordings like she and watch them like she was uh she was so charismatic despite being obviously very troubled and the fact they didn't have her lip sync is bizarre to me because she sounded nothing like judy at all and i i just thought that was a huge miss and the story i just thought was so like 
I don't know. I just thought it was lame and I didn't like that movie at all. And I didn't particularly like the performance, especially the singing. So that, and she'll probably win, but I don't like it. Yeah, so. she will probably win. I'm also not the biggest fan of Judy. This is, I think, the moment when we say that there's a bit of a, the pushback against this year's nominations has somewhat to do with the fact that Cynthia Riva is the only non-white uh, actor nominated this year and there isn't really right. uh, that much of a presentation, which is kind of frustrating because I thought it was a really good year with a lot of options. You know, you had the cast of Parasite, you had Lupita Nyong'o in Us, which I think she was great. You yeah. have um, Aquafina and Shujan Zhao from The Farewell, which are also really great. Um, so yeah, so it was particularly frustrating on that front. I would yeah, say. I mean, for for uh, the Farewell to get nothing, I was really surprised. I thought it would at least get this best supporting. I was yeah. very surprised about that. I was also surprised. I thought it would get like, if not an act, and then maybe like a screenplay or something. But yeah, nothing was really, really um, and frustrating. Um, someone's saying that A twenty four got almost completely skunked. Uh, it got a light lighthouse uh, for cinematography, a couple other, uh, I think, a few things. But uh, mm-hmm. did they just drop the ball on their? I just wonder if maybe. I just think they didn't get the kind of movies that the, that the Academy is going to nominate. In, and they've done great work in the past trying to get movies that don't usually get recognized by the Oscars recognized. Well, but Moonlight, of course, with was Moonlight. the ultimate. Yeah, but, um, yeah, but this year seems to have been... Um, you know, the other thing about this year is that the, the Oscars are really early, in February 9th. So the I think the voters are not seeing as many movies as they usually do. And that's mm-hmm. why you have so many movies getting like more than 10 11 nominations you yeah. know joker has 11 irishman has 10 and i think that speaks to the fact that uh, the voters have not seen that many movies yeah you know they're just nominating the same movie in every category yeah i mean portrait of a lady on fire hasn't even come out yet for most people uh so yeah yeah for example um okay so Yes, best director we have uh, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, Todd Phillips, Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, and Bong Joon Ho. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people were very upset about no female directors. I, I, I have a, mi- I guess, mixed feelings about that because I think that. I think that Greta Gerwig certainly was deserving. Um, and, you know, I'm, I don't really like the Irishman or Joker. So, I mean, I certainly would put it in uh, there. Um, but it's hard because uh, what's the Academy really supposed to do? Because they put it out there for people to vote. And that's what the, they, they've been trying to add a lot more uh, younger people and people of color. Uh, so it's sort of a weird situation. Like, I don't know what they they just that's who people voted for so what do you yeah. do i well, don't know I it's think, tricky yeah i mean i'm definitely frustrated because i love greta gerwig's work and i think yeah. similarly that there's a lot of great movies directed by women this year i i think it was not that they they weren't out there because you know we talked about the farewell you also yeah. had a beautiful date in the neighborhood which i thought was great um, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, you have um, Hustlers, and you have, you know, you have all these movies. And I mm-hmm. think some of it has to do with what I was talking about with Little Women of what voters and people think is important and what they don't. You know, um, a movie about mobsters, about war, about 
violence done by men is seen as important. A movie about, you know, little women or like mm-hmm. um, female strippers or things like that are seen as less important or crass right. or whatever, you know? So I think it's, it's a change. I mean, changing the voting body, sure, uh, but also a change in the in in mentality, and I think it's important for people to point out that you know um, that there are certain biases about the way we have been uh, taught to see movies and mm-hmm. to prioritize certain movies over yeah. other movies. I mean, and that kind of change is a long change. I mean, because yeah, yeah, it's it's tricky. I don't know. It's it's yeah. it's it's a tricky thing. Um, anyway so there you go uh all right then best supporting actor we have tom hanks beautiful in the Na- day in the neighborhood anthony hopkins the two popes al pacino the irishman joe pesci the irishman brad pitt once upon a time in hollywood uh, i kind of feel like this is brad pitt's to lose do you agree i think so it looks like he's gonna win and i'm happy because i love brad pitt as an actor and i think he's really good in once upon a time in hollywood i think yeah. he's really funny and i think he's really uh, cool he's like doing all the brad pitt things that we love or that i love mm-hmm. um i'm curious to know what you think of a beautiful day in the neighborhood because you're such a want to be my neighbor fan and i thought the movie was great and i love tom hanks in it um i love tom hanks in it i think that uh it's i gave it a positive i gave it a fresh i like it was a good movie i just felt like i felt like lloyd vogel's story was kind of generic i uh-huh. it, I, I felt like it's one of those biopics where it's like we are focusing on the least interesting person as opposed to the actual interesting person that hmm. is here. But I didn't hate it. I liked it just fine. Um, I I like Chris Cooper's always good. Um, and uh, but I don't know. I just think that uh, that fred rogers had such incredible moments in his life like particularly when he's speaking before congress and he gets that crusty old senator to change his mind about the funding like that's that is such an incredible part of that documentary where i was just like oh my gosh wow i love i love fred rogers um and that's that's kind of what you have the documentary for though i feel like (laughs) was trying to do something different i I really like the the idea of this movie of being like an episode of the show but for adults yeah. i don't know i really yeah, love that me, to me it was kind of like my week with marilyn where it's like why are we spending all this time with this this guy when we could be spending time with marilyn who's the mm. interesting person yeah. but i i didn't hate it i liked it just fine i just don't it to me it wasn't great um but uh he was very good in the role and i i think he's worthy of the nomination um <clears throat> so anyway but yeah i love brad pitt in in what's it was my favorite he was my favorite part of the movie definitely um okay best supporting actress we have kathy bates richard jewell uh laura dern in marriage story scarlett johansson jojo rabbit florence Pugh in little women margot robbie in bombshell uh so i i I feel like maybe you can explain Mm -hmm. i I thought that laura dern was perfectly fine like i thought she did a good job with the role but there was nothing in that performance to me that seemed Mm-hmm. like outstanding i thought she was fine like i don't i, I what am i missing what did you yeah. see in that I performance get, i will get to that in a second i just need to first say this is the thing that made me the most upset in nomination morning where jennifer lopez wasn't nominated yeah and this is the big thing that made me think of this whole thing about like the movies that we think are important and the ones that we don't and i think i really think the fact that the subject matter was the thing that 
made her miss. The fact that Hustlers is about a particular kind of woman that is just seen as not important or, or like trashy, you know? Yeah. And, and that made me really, really upset um, because I think her performance is amazing. I think you like the movie fine. Maybe not that much. If yeah, I, I, liked, I gave it a positive review. I liked mm-hmm. it fine. To me, it, it, I, and I thought all the performances were, were great. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it was a little repetitive like it would mm. make its point and then it would make it again and then it would make it again and then make it mm. again. And, uh, and so I thought the script could have used some work personally, um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good movie, um, uh, yeah. but that was my critique of it. Yeah, I don't know. I really loved Hustlers and I, I, was, I was really upset about it. But re- regardless of that, um, I was Laura shocked. Dern. I thought for sure that J Lo would was getting nominated. Also, yeah. I I I really thought that that the grandma in the farewell was going to get nominated. I thought it was almost a given. And how amazing would have those nominations been? I mean, I haven't yeah. seen Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell, but like Margot Robbie and Bombshell, give me a break. Yeah. That's like what? That's not a role. Florence Pugh is great in Little Women. Scarlett Johansson enjoyed The Rabbit. I I don't know what the hell's going on with that accent. Um, but then Laura Dern, I think she's, like you say, I think she's really good in Marriage Story. It's not the best performance of the year, but I think Laura Dern is just such a beloved actress and she's yeah. uh, been around for a while. Career. And she's been doing um, a lot of good movies and her profile is really big. She's, you know, Big Little Lies. She was in Twin Peaks and she was in the Star Wars. She's in Little Women. Everybody loves her. She's a member of the board of directors of the Academy. So she's uh-huh. very active and like people love her. And I love Laura Dern. So I'm okay with her winning, well, especially I, since they didn't nominate J-Lo at all. Yeah. I mean, I have no problem. I, I just, yeah, if it's a career nom, that's fine. I, I just thought it was, I just felt like, I'm, am I missing something? Like what? This just seems like a totally normal performance. I don't know. <laughs> anyway um yeah i would give out of these nominees i i haven't seen richard jewel um mm-hmm. but out of these nominees i would give it to florence Pugh. Uh, me too i love florence Pugh in little women she was so good yeah um okay best adaptive screenplay we have the irishman jojo rabbit joker little women and the two popes we've talked about all these i i would mm-hmm. if it was me i would give it to little women for sure me too I mean, I love Little Women. Nothing surprising there. Um, Okay. And then best original screenplay. uh, We have Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Uh, And uh, so, yeah, Knives Out didn't get much love. Um, I know you didn't care for it. I I thought it was a ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, But, uh, you know it is what it is i guess um mm-hmm. so I, out of these uh, i mean see to me 1917 is a strange choice it doesn't really have hardly any screenplay um so that's weird <laughs> um but i would definitely give it to parasite for sure of course parasite screenplay is so yeah. tight it's so good yeah, yeah. um okay best animated feature so yes. this was a big shock to me uh, so it's How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Claws, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. I so, was very surprised. No no Frozen No too. Frozen 2. I was very surprised. I mean, I loved the movie. I know that other people had mixed feelings about it. I mm-hmm. loved it. Um, but I don't know. I was just, I was just really surprised that it, uh, uh, yeah. that it got 
uh, was nominated? I think the animated feature branch at the Academy can only take so many sequels. And I think they have proven yeah. again and again that they don't love nominating sequels. And yeah, three right. sequels was a lot. Yeah, I, I had true. the feeling that one of them was going to miss. I thought it was going to be How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, because, me too. You know, but it ended up being Frozen yeah. 2. Yeah. Um, and uh and claws yay that was one of my happy happy surprises yes claws my favorite animated movie of the year so funny so like heartwarming such a good movie i'm really happy that it's nominated i'm crossing my fingers that maybe it can win just because the the race seems to be wide open yeah. Missing Link won the Golden Globe, and yeah. that totally out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I mean, Klaus was my favorite movie of the year. I mean, I love Christmas movies. Oh, wow. Hello, yes, I love 2D animation. I love animated mm-hmm. films. It was so well done. It was had like such a heart to it. I loved the way that he used light and color, and I, I just absolutely yes, loved so the movie. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, and uh, so. Um, I mean, I would be beyond thrilled if it won. It does have the Netflix barrier uh, mm. to it, um, which... Uh, yeah. But it also has the Netflix money, so maybe now we can get a campaign yeah. going. Well, and it's also interesting because, you know, G-Kids has had such a run with getting films into the, getting nominated. Well, this year they didn't get any, and now we have two mm. from Netflix. So that could um, be a bit of a changing yeah. of the of What the do guard. we think? What do we think happened there? It's just that they didn't have a particular movie to... to well, no, know? they had really strong films in... Uh, well, they had... Uh, they, they tried... I think they put all their eggs in the uh, Weathering With You basket. That there mm. might be some, like, Your Name uh, kind of maybe some goodwill there because <laughs> um, mm. Your Name hadn't gotten nominated. Uh, and uh, But unfortunately weathering with you is not as not nearly as strong a film as your name um it's it's not i didn't hate it but Mm -hmm. it it was not as good as i wanted it to be um and uh and but they had a a really strong film called promare which i loved it was one of my favorite of the year um and but it's very weird so and it's also um, i didn't even hear about i feel like they they yeah they maybe yeah. didn't play their chips right or didn't yeah. showcase the right movie but they were definitely all in for weathering with you that that was mm. going to be the one i think uh but you know they have an anime bias uh for the academy yeah. um so that's uh that's tough um and i think that uh they also had a beautiful film called funan which highly recommend it's available to rent stream i loved it it was so moving um that uh, people should check out but yeah g kids they didn't get it so it's, it's interesting um and uh, so maybe that's a changing of the guard a little bit that netflix is going to be because uh, they have an incredible group of animators that they have gathered together uh, uh, netflix, uh over right? it yeah over at netflix and it's it's very exciting for all of us that are huge animation buffs even they got gilman del toro working on projects they have just an incredible uh they have the, the i can't think of his name all of a sudden but the guy who did book of life he's working on a project mm-hmm, they have yeah. just so many exciting projects um that are becoming glenn Keane is doing a movie that's coming out this year in 2020 that's oh, a musical that looks i didn't know amazing. that amazing yeah and so uh so it, it's pretty exciting uh, for animation fans uh and so yeah we had and this is uh, Leica has managed to get every single one of their 
films nominated for animated film which is pretty amazing actually yeah i yeah. know and if missing so. link which is wasn't such a dud i would think it's the perfect time for it to win i just yeah. don't i just don't know if it's i mean maybe it'll do it because it did at the globes and they're you know yeah. the ca- the category spread out it could be i mean most people liked it much better than you and i did um but yeah. i still think toy story 4 is going to win but we'll okay. see it could be um I'm going to keep my fingers yeah. crossed for Klaus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's let's zoom through some of these. So best cinematography, uh, The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so these are all, I think, pretty good cinematography. Um, kind of yeah. cool to see The Lighthouse in there because it was different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, what would you, you pick out of these? For my favorite, The Lighthouse, for I think 1917 is going to walk with it. Cinematography with that whole one take thing and Roger Deakins, I think it's in the bag. Yeah, I agreed. Um, Okay, Uh, best costume design. We have The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Also, I think all good costumes. Uh, So I would have actually personally nominated the Maleficent movie. That, That movie had amazing costumes. But um uh so out of these nominees i would give it to little women i think was the best i think little women has great costumes i love jacqueline duran who's the costume designer i think i would love to see once upon a time in hollywood win because arian phillips costume designer has never won and she has done some amazing uh work throughout the years Uh, she did some of my favorite costumes for hedwig and the angry inch and she's done a lot of Madonna stuff and a lot of movies and I would love to see her win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the best documentary feature, I haven't seen any of these films. Uh, of course I was very, I'm not disappointed because I didn't expect it because the documentary branch is not the best. Um, and, but I loved the movie Maiden this year. Mm-hmm. And of course it, because the documentary branch, they don't like rewarding, inspiring, crowd pleasing films. Uh, they like, these talking yeah. heads uh like controversial expose whatever films and uh and so yeah uh well, I don't know. they they've also they've also gone very uh international in the last few years you know you yeah. look at these nominations you have a couple of movies about syria and then you have a brazilian movie and you have a macedonian movie you know um an American factory is kind of takes place in America, but it also has, it's about Chinese business coming to America. So, you know, it's, it's I think they've become more uh, international flavored. This, I mean, technically, technically Maiden is, is in, from Great Britain, but yeah, I, I, I get your point. That That's oh, true. And I haven't seen any of these films, so maybe they're all better than Maiden. I have no idea, but I just, I they're just. probably all really great. I've heard good things about them. Um, the the big thing here was the surprise that Apollo 11 didn't get nominated. Yeah, I think that's a lot true. Of that. And I think that's why I'm bringing up the international thing, number yeah. one. And number two, it's also the thing I think Documentary Branch has uh, started to kind of like want to, it seems to be wanting to avoid the front runners, right? Apollo yeah. 11 is, was seen as that. Won't You Be My Neighbor was the same thing last year. Um, so they think they want, they, actively want to reward like smaller movies that are not expected i heard an interesting point about apollo 11 though that there was no new footage shot none zero so is that like is that a movie you know what i mean like is it it, the is that a problem i don't know i mean i liked the movie but uh 
like if you're is it is it a editing achievement mm-hmm. and not a i don't know it's, it's sort of a weird it's a, it's a weird movie so it's it's, hmm. it's kind of a it's not a problem for me but i think i've heard before that the documentary branch does not love uh documentaries that are all stock footage i feel I like mean, they rarely I, it's the them. first time that it's ever happened where it's been 100 percent like no i mean that i've heard of at least i mean this is a hundred percent yeah um, I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know it's weird anyway okay so best editing we have ford v ferrari the irishman jojo rabbit joker and parasite i mean i would definitely give this one to uh to parasite but mm-hmm. i mean i think all of these had pretty good editing to be honest uh for irishman i mean sure i don't think i mean i think the irishman I mean, I don't, know. I don't think the editing in the Irishman is necessarily bad. It's really hard to judge editing, I guess. Um, it's such an invisible art. I think it's interesting yeah. that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's not nominated here. Yeah. Usually, if you're going to win Best Picture, you get film editing. 1917, because of the long shots, it makes sense that the editors would not nominate it because it's all made to seem like there is no editing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that necessarily hurts its chances. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood maybe is a little weaker than we think not being here. Mm, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, then for international feature film, they have um, Corpus Christi from Poland, Honeyland from North Macedonia, uh, which is the fir- one of the first times that a, a documentary has been nominated for um, in, for this category. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely the first time that a movie is nominated for both documentary and international film in the same year, the yeah. same movie. So that's yeah, the only, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, Le, Le Miserables, which is not about the book. It's a different <laughs> story. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, though. Uh, Pain and Glory uh, from Spain and Parasite from South Korea. So my only worry with this category is that they're going to give it to Parasite and then think that's like a consolation prize so they don't have to give the big prize to them. Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, Parasite's most definitely going to win this. I just hope that it can also win this. I know, me too. Uh, So makeup and hairstyling. So Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and 1917. Um, And I, I think these are all deserving i mean bombshell i think is going to win yeah the megan kelly thing is just really very uncanny so i mean yeah uh so although i this do is think the... yeah go ahead i do think that the maleficent makeup was incredible and i think it's oh yeah. yeah i was gonna ask about that because i didn't see maleficent like what's going on there is there are there some creatures or something going on i mean just every single character has has you know makeup like even just her horns alone are incredible i don't know mm-hmm. where that if that's costume or if that's makeup or mm-hmm. hair styling or what um but uh but uh i mean that movie it, it's not a i went rotten on it it's because it kind of loses its way but it, it's it's a weird movie i actually would be curious for your thoughts because it, it's a bonkers mm-hmm. film and they okay. they uh um they actually did I think genuinely really tried to make something weird and different and um and i hated the original so um Mm. i was really close to fresh but uh, it just gets kind of mired in the end but but the production design was really good and um and all the makeup and costumes and everything was was Mm. very 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 well done Mm. um anyway yeah so 
original score, we have Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I had to, I must admit, I rolled my eyes. I mean, I love John Williams. Of course, everybody does. But yeah. I mean, there's the talk of this maybe his last score and whatever and whatever. Um, you know, so I think there's a little bit of sentimentality there. He's been nominated for, you know, other than the prequels for every Star Wars score that he's ever done. Yeah. so i don't know um so yeah i mean i if it was just me i would pick uh little women i love i love the score. little women score but i also love the marriage story score so it's it's between those two for me yeah i think the joker will actually win i yeah. I, I think is there something special about that score you just saw it i don't remember the score score at all just I mean, like it, it's a little droney right it's like a little yeah. bit yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent score, but I don't know. I just feel like there's momentum there, and she's pretty cool, uh, interesting. You know, it's yeah. cool to have a female uh, composer, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just that's true. Like, and, uh, the music branch is one of the like. There's so rare to get female composers nominated, let alone win. So that would yeah. be kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, so best original song, we have. I can't like. You throw yourself away. Toy Story Four. I'm gonna. Lo- uh, I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Into the Unknown. Frozen Two. Stand Up from Harriet. So I was so disappointed. Yeah, the category that broke the heart because I really wanted Glasgow from Wild Rose to be nominated. I knew it was an uphill battle, but I thought maybe with the with Mary Steen version. Mm-hmm. the writer that might be enough to kind of because uh, i loved wild roses in my top 10 of the year i thought it was such a great film and i think it will be a film that people will kind of come to and will sort of be uh, a, a film that that uh that people will find and really really love um especially if jesse buckley becomes more and more famous mm-hmm. her singing is incredible and the song is so beautiful and I mean, if, if I like it better than Frozen songs, that's saying something, right? <laughs> uh, because I love uh, I love L- Lopez's and their songwriting and and mm-hmm. everything. Um, so I was disappointed, and I guess this breakthrough song is um, is from Diane Warren, who's a you know Academy favorite. Uh, and I mean, I actually enjoyed Breakthrough. I think it's a decent little film, but but I come on come on glasgow is so good <laughs> and this category kind of lame right like there's not like any very exciting songs here i don't even know yeah. what i think what's had... interesting actually is that rocket man didn't really do very well this is the only yeah, nomination right. that they got and yeah. Anderson won the golden globe and i thought costumes and makeup for elton john movie oh like, yeah you know so yeah they too bad really wasn't into rocket man yeah I, I i really enjoyed rocket man so that yeah that's very true uh but oh man we could have had jesse buckley singing glasgow at the oscars that would have been amazing do you think they'll even do the performances with this group of songs i hope not i mean we spend like 80 percent of the. T- i mean maybe not 80 but we spent a lot of the time uh, of the oscar mm. broadcast on original song like why are we doing that i don't know I mean, sometimes it's great. Like when Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper perform at the piano yeah. and there's like this like romantic chemistry, it's amazing. But then other times, I mean, I'm, I don't know if we want to listen to 
I'm standing with you from breakthrough for three minutes. Right. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, okay. Well, uh, production design, we have the, uh, the Irishman, Jojo rabbit, 1917, once upon a time in Hollywood and parasite. I think those are all very deserving. Uh, all had good production design. Uh, uh, I don't know. What do you think will win of this one? What will win? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure. I think maybe Once Upon a Time in Hollywood will yeah, win. That would be my um, pick as well. Yeah. I would love for Parasite, though. That house was incredible. And yeah. they built it specifically for the movie. I just think that people think that like modern is easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, Definitely. Uh, it's a bias thing. Uh, but uh, I, I think the Once Upon a Hollywood will win. And it's worthy. It was very well done. Um, yes. Best sound editing, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars, The, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, so uh, also, I think all of these are worthy, um, which is the one that, all, that war movies usually win. Uh, is that editing? Uh... I, they they tend to win in both very often, especially in editing, I think. Mm. Well, I think the 1917 will win. I think it'll probably win both. Yeah. Because sound mixing, we have Ad Astra, which got totally scuffed. <laughs> but, but I think it's hilarious that it got this nomination because it, it didn't even have a campaign and people were not... So I think the fact that it yeah. just got a random nomination was kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so also 1917 is probably going to win. And so, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Ford v. Ferrari got the sound uh, categories, but I think it's probably going to be 1917. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all right uh best visual effects we have avengers endgame it's so low nominee Hmm. nomination uh uh, the irishman the lion king which is so funny because it's an animated film and so not the i mean (sighs) that irritates me um 1917 and star wars the rise of skywalker uh i mean i could go on forever about the lion king uh but i won't uh but it's not a visual effects film it's an animated film it shouldn't be in this category it's ridiculous um but uh visual effects i mean i don't know which do you think this will go to 1917 i think it's going to lion king honestly but it's not a visual effects. I know, but they love animals. They love CG. Like, you know, every time there's a, a lion or something, they like Life of Pi got it. The li- the Jungle Book got it. Um, the Golden Compass got it. So they love animals in this category. <laughs> oh, I'll be so mad. I'll be so mad. I'll be more mad about that than Renee winning. Um, but yeah, you're probably right. and it is Um, in its own way impressive like how photorealistic they are i guess so i think they might go with that it is but it just makes it's just not an it's not a it's not a live action film it's an animated film but animated films can get nominated for visual effects right kubo got nominated (sighs) but that's stop wow yeah i guess uh that's it feels different because that's stop motion but it's not you're right you're right you're right you know, but uh, if Planet of the Apes can get nominated, it's kind of getting rewarded for the same thing that Lion King is, right? Animating. Yeah, animals. I, I just, I just think it's, 
an animated film not a it is not a live action film uh, so the fact that it's that it's i don't know it just irritates me what disney is doing and pretending mm. that, it's that it's not animated, not animated. <laughs> like it's 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 really rude to the animators who worked mm. for forever you know to make these visuals that to pretend that it's not animated i don't know very irritating yeah. mm. um but oh, i don't know hopefully that won't be the case but i i mean i i feel like the best one out of those is avengers endgame but that's just me um okay i think that's it i think we did it what about animated shorts have you seen okay. these i've seen two of them i've seen kipple which okay. is available if you just you can youtube it it's one of this pixar spark shorts okay. uh and it's super cute it's really good i wouldn't be surprised uh if if that were to win but hair love is so good it's got so much heart and it's such mm -hmm. a good short and they're so the whole team that made it are just the best and yeah. uh it i highly recommend checking that one out watching that one that's the only one i've seen and i think it was very cute um mm -hmm. so i would be happy if it won even though i haven't seen the others but i'm really interested to to see them so me too me too i haven't seen any of the documentary live action shorts either so yeah uh so you know we'll just have to see so there we go that's the oscars uh so i don't know it's an interesting year i've seen uh, it's probably the year that i've seen the most of the nominees uh mm -hmm. so that's it's kind of kind of interesting uh so yeah we'll see how it all plays out uh, <laughs> and we're gonna do our uh our little award ceremony that we do every that we've done the last couple of years uh oh, yes. we have our fun categories like best kiss uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh which are way better than the oscars so uh yeah. we're we'll talk about that and let you all know when we're gonna do that uh because mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun but let us know if you're listening what you think of all these nominees do you think we're crazy in our opinions we probably are uh put in the comments what you think and uh, and or let us know on twitter and like i said we'll have all those various links to things we talked about uh, in the description section so make sure you check that out and conrado where can people find you you can find me on twitter that is at coco hits new york you can also find me on letterbox if you search my name conrado falco and you can always find me at the criterion project which we host Yay. together every two weeks we have a new episode about a movie that's available on the criterion channel it is not as pretentious as it sounds it's a lot of fun and uh we love discovering these great weird movies so yeah. please um check it out yeah, check it out we have a lot of fun with that and uh so uh yes i'll have the link for that also in the in the uh, description so you can find me at racers reviews all of our social media itunes youtube and on rod tomatoes so check that out and also you can find me at the hallmarkies podcast for for the insight into the into the true grid films of 2019 mm -hmm. so make sure you check that out as well yeah. and uh, so thanks so much this was fun a lot of fun it's always a pleasure thank you for having me all right and uh, we will talk to you all later happy yeah, oscars I bye everybody bye, -bye. <laughs>